everybody. I'm Maddie. And I'm Austin. And we are Will This Be On The Test? A podcast about the things you should have learned in school, but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. Whether it's ancient eccentrics, forgotten heroes, psychology, the line between science and magic. Will This Be On The Test has you covered. Class Class dismissed. dismissed. Welcome everyone to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant. Joining me, as always, is my permanent guest, Cammie. Hello, Cammie. Hello, Bryant. How is it going today on this fine weekend? It's going pretty well. (laughs) It is. is. It's good. The UV index is like 11, and it's a great time to stay inside and record a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew what 11 on the UV index means, but I don't. (laughs) It means like cancer imminent like it's it's oh, bad no. yeah it's it's pretty sunny here right now so but again that's why we're here that's why two friends are sitting down taking a myth or a story and regaling you and then talking about the history behind that story that's what mystery is right Cammy? right and we're doing it remotely that's yes yeah thank you for bringing that up i always forget to bring it up at the beginning so if you're just joining that's what mystery is we we do like to have face-to-face episodes we have a ton of them we're, we're actually a month away from like the year anniversary of the show's uh spawning and uh for now though sadly cammy and i have to uh, stick microphones in our faces and not be face-to-face so that's why it sounds a little little funky but uh, I think it's been working well so far. Oh yeah, there's a couple episodes that had some yeah. weirdness, but we sure I think we figured it out. Well, Cami, so we had an interesting topic last time, uh, the cult classic Mothman. Oh, and yeah. would you mind telling me what today's episode's about? Yeah, uh, it's about William Tell. Oh, now William <laughs> Tell. I'm driving in my car, or I'm probably not because I'm home and it's a quarantine. And I'm like William Tell. Where have I heard that name before? Where Where would someone most likely know that name? Well, there's the William Tell Overture, which is the theme song for Lone Ranger. So if you're familiar with that, then that would be then that's probably it. yeah where you heard it. I think most people, too, as grade school children, have heard the story of him shooting an apple off of his son's head. But there's way more to the story than that, <laughs> which I had no idea of. It's, it's basically Inception with apples is what I can say, right? <laughs> I don't even know what Inception is. It's a movie, right? Are you kidding me? That's serious. I have no idea. You love Ellen Page and you haven't seen Inception? I didn't even know Ellen Page was. This is this is the world turtle talking about Zorro all over again now, (laughs) except Cammy hasn't seen Inception, which is insane. I mean, it's it's 18 hours long, unfortunately, but it's so good. Wait, that's insane. I'm so bewildered. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Is it a horror movie? No. Oh. It's a wonderful film about confusing things, and. You you need to see it at least once. Uh, I'm just I'm dumbfounded now that I've learned that you didn't see Inception. I'm just I'm completely floored. The podcast is derailed and we're it's over, guys. We couldn't make it to a year. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, anyway, well, 
I'm going to I assure everyone that Cammy will be watching Inception soon. But for now, let's talk about the old uh, Swiss legend, if you didn't know. Um, Switzerland, that's where he comes from. Uh, the Swiss legend of William Tell. I know you've got the deep sta- story for us, Cammy. Can you please regale us? I do have a deep story. It's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. My sources are tell.ch and The World's Greatest Stories by Louis Untemeyer. Our story is set in Switzerland during a tumultuous time in the early 14th century. Austria had taken over the land and had appointed bailiffs, which are sort of like modern-day mayors or governors, uh, to rule their new conquest. Altdorf, a larger city near Lake Lucerne, was ruled by a rather tyrannical man by the name of Albrecht Gessler. He was a proud man, man who quashed any ideas of personal liberty from the minds of the people under his charge. Gessler would settle for nothing less than complete compliance from every citizen. Every person who met him was made to bow before the bailiff to prove they were under his control. This behavior annoyed the Swiss, but thrilled Gessler so much that he put his hat upon a pole in the middle of Aldorf Square and proclaimed that everyone must bow to his hat as if it was the man himself. William Tell lived in the outskirts of the city. He was a great seaman, an even better archer. Everyone knew of his skill with the crossbow. He rarely had the need to go into town because he could hunt and fish and grow his crops. But one day he had he did have the need to walk in to the square, past the hat and the guards, to fetch some trifle or another for his son. When Tell passed the hat, he didn't bow or even acknowledge its presence. The guards were quick to arrest him and bring him and his son to Gessler for punishment. When they reached the bailiff, he realized this was the famed archer and decided he would spare his life if he could prove his skill. He pulled an apple from his purse and said, I want you to, I want you to shoot this apple from a hundred paces. Tell was quick to agree, for it was an easy task for a man as skilled as he was. But Gessler, instead of placing the apple on a stump or a tree limb, grabbed Tell's son and walked him a hundred paces and placed the apple on his head. A crowd quickly formed to cheer on Tell as the, guard, as the guards jeered at him. He was nervous but determined to earn his and his son's safety. Gessler told Tell to pick a single arrow because he would only get one shot. Tell took one arrow but concealed another in his sleeve. He readied the crossbow and steadied his hands, excelled, and took the shot. The arrow split the apple in two. He had won his freedom. But Gessler had one question. Tell me, William, if you were such a good shot, why did you take a second arrow when I told you to take one? William froze and looked directly in the man's cold eyes, matching his hatred. Should I have missed, that arrow was meant for you. The guards immediately seized Tell, and Gessler ordered him to be placed in the worst jail in all of Switzerland, the Kushnock Castle Dungeon, on the far side of Lake Lucerne. Tell was dragged to the jailer's boat, and Gessler himself boarded to make certain the man was thrown in the darkest, dampest cell. Midway through their journey, the lake grew dark, and a storm ravished the boat. No man aboard could see through the storm. No man save one. The guards pleaded with Gessler to allow Tell to be unchained so he could guide the boat to safety. Gessler agreed, and Tell took the helm. But as soon as he had control, he drove the boat into a rock shelf. He grabbed his bow and leapt out of the boat to dry land, Gessler not far behind. 
The guards followed the two men into the thick forest, but they only found the body of Gessler, a single arrow in his chest. That's Swiss assassination. <laughs> yeah. Well, wonderful. That is deeper than just not killing your kid with an arrow. I, I Much deeper, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, we I mentioned we, we just did Mothman, and I, I actually thought of Mothman while reading this, not for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but because these two, Mothman and William Tell are, are similar in that they are both, like, huge cultural icons – than you may realize. And that William Tell is huge in Switzerland. Like right now, extremely, extremely important. There's a museum uh, for him. Um, and he, he is just a, a huge cultural icon. It, I, I, we, we talked a little bit before starting recording, and, and he's really a, a medieval Hercules in a lot of ways. And that's kind of uh, – it's, it's by design in a lot of ways, but it's, it's also because of – events that happened later and and that brought him up later as well so it's it's really cool that this the story kind of happened in the time and it it but it was once it was chronicled later and due to the later occupations of napoleon and then the german threat in world war ii that's really when switzerland was able to cling to him as an icon, I, you can kind of think of it like an Uncle Sam sort of idea. I know it's kind of weirder today, but World War II, you know, uh, and one, I guess, that 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 image. Um, but this goes much deeper than that, of course. Now, un- unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know. It, as far as the validity of, of Tell being real, it, it's kind of uh, wishy-washy. There's, there's nothing – concrete there but we we do know the history of switzerland it did kind of go you know this is europe in the medieval era very tumultuous um hopsburg you know everyone hates those guys um (laughs) they're just being mean switzerland was uh one uh like switzerland had been gaining they they, uh, military power economic uh their, their economic situation had been livening up, like farmlands and things like that. So they were in a better place, and, and Austria did kind of encroach on that. And they did eventually sort of break away from the old Swiss Confederacy into sort of what we know today. So there is a really cool sort of think like 1776 for America for them. I don't think it's exactly the same, but it's 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 really similar. Um, the, the, the story though kind of like hercules as well is believed to be sort of deeper and goes farther than the time period so this this kind of happens in the late 12th early 13th century and i'll my sources i i've actually i got a really cool uh article in the chicago tribune and also dailyhistory.com had a really cool uh write up on it and of course wikipedia and then smithsonian magazine also had a little something that i i used and it, it's sort of like people who, even as far back as the 18th century, um, like myth was starting, you know, myth, mythology was starting to be discussed and researched in a, a literary sense, and like a, a kind of a more you know, enlightened um, touch of literary sense. And there is a lot of the the apple shooting, the contest, the the jerk of a uh, you know a, a count dude in a neighboring country oppressing mountaineer peasants. These are all very like similar motifs 
that we can see in a lot of stories and what a lot of like starting in this period of the 17th, 18th and even modern times now is we think that William Tell is sort of a culmination of these old stories just kind of going into a Swiss version of these old stories of, against oppression um, specifically to like there's there's like a, a, a bowman a competing bowman is a big idea too and i don't know if you knew this cami but it's it's actually a crossbow is what uh tell uses not a bow and arrow um yeah i think i mentioned it in the story but yeah it it was a little surprising because i just you know i he looks a lot like robin hood he dresses a lot like robin hood uh just in a give or take twist way sure yeah yeah and i mean it's it it is and so i was just thinking bow and arrow but it, it is yeah it is a crossbow right and that's and that's like if you're going to be like nitpicky like crossbows then we're like a fortune so like why would this mountaineer peasant be strapping a crossbow you know um do you think he made it because he was like such absolutely a... not no way <laughs> that's like that's like you ask asking me to make an ipad right now like i can't do that no way um so but it's it's just kind of it's cool uh just that I it kind of I don't know I, I guess it's that medieval flair to it you know um there's some old stories in fact like the shooting the apple off of uh, of a head of someone specifically a child is a very specific thing in fact in Germany it's called Apfelschuss and oh my god a, of course the Germans have a word for it <laughs> yeah Apfelschuss you know you want to do a little Apfelschuss later it, it's in a number of specifically Germanic folklore. And, you know, we've talked about uh, Norse mythology, and it's it's really the Norse, that, that whole area of Europe, Scandinavia, mainland Germany, England even, all of these have deep roots, similar roots together into the same sort of uh, religion and culturals of that you might we, – we call it Norse mythology, but Odin, these, these guys were the gods – and the, the 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 culture of many of these European peoples for centuries and centuries and centuries. So very interconnected here. And like this this concept in German Germanic folklore, as the, as the Wikipedia page kind of talks about it, easily goes off into a lot of other places. So Switzerland and things like that. They're all they're all very closely knit. Just kind of a uh, an explanation there. So. But this is it, 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 a, a marksman being put to the challenge of shooting an apple off his kid's head or a, a kid's head. If you just find any random one uh, is it's very common in this. And um, it, it's really cool to, to see it. There's also an old Germanic god. Uh, I think it's pronounced Uller, who is a, a, a god of not just like uh, of bow and arrow, like a bow god, but he's also an honor god. So it looks like there's this deep connection between. A bow and arrow, honor. I mean, I, I imagine you know, bow and arrow wouldn't be super hard to like get your hands on, but it's really tricky. You got to practice a lot, so it's it's very. I don't know. Think of it like skateboarding today, you know. Um, <laughs> Tony Hawk, I, he's he's basically William Tell for skateboarding, as William Tell is for crossbows, right? Uh, <laughs> busted. Um, <laughs> but it, what's really cool too that that Wikipedia article on the Apfelschuss uh, is that it's not just in European folklore too. It it goes across. So it's it's a shooting fruit off of children's heads is it's just a human. It's an innate human desire. So um, and and the, and all these stories though, especially the European ones, just kind of started to get 
uh, written down during the the 11th and 13th centuries and things like that. And in most cases, it looks like it was a complete myth. It was based off of these legends and stories. So going back to Tell specifically, one of the first big writings of him was uh, Gilg Shudi um, wrote this uh, account and – it was 1470. It was a written account and had like a popular ballad with it. Um, it ended up kind of having some like dates wrong though about certain things. So they've they've it it kind of it, it was like half historical account, half uh, not. Um, so I mean, similar to kind of how like the ancient Greek and stuff it, writings were. So it, it 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 is the first kind of like the older account though. Uh, and he in Switzerland. So, is that the one where they don't mention him by name? Um, or they like don't name him in the story? It, there is one where some, they don't. I don't. Yeah, there is some. There is one specific account. It was an oath, a written oath. Um, this is Smithsonian Mac talked about this. There was an oath of like Swiss independence against the Habsburgs, and it it had some dates that made sense and it were accurate to these movements, but. There uh, was no mentioning of a tell in it. Um, that might have been, yeah, what I was talking right. about. And interesting too, like Albrecht Gessler, the the baddie, he isn't necessarily. There, there's really no account of him. There, there's like an account of a Gessler in the the late 14th century, but that doesn't really come up. And it it there's no connection to the timing of Tell's story. And having a ruler in this time with the na- that name as well, so it doesn't really seem like I, I like I don't want to make any Swiss fans upset, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of evidence that's saying that these events happen. Now again, even the, that like, one guy in Zurich is like he's pissed. Uh, he's he just unsubscribed, <laughs> and he uh, tell though especially because of. The um, 1804 play um, based off of his life, um, uh, Wilhelm Tell by Friedrich von Schiller, that was the big – this play, I think it's an opera too technically, uh, w- really started to bring it up to life. And again, Napoleon, he's being a jerk over there, and they're looking to have this this champion, this this role, this this rallying symbol, and that's, that's Tell, and then again with the Nazis. So – it's really cool uh, that the myth or the, the story was sort of around in its time, but it, it really pumped up later and was kind of facilitated by these kind of hokey accounts <laughs> of it all. But but these ballads th- that kind of said it happened and then it just it's boomed. And now today it's it's super huge. Uh well, I yeah. think that's what we were talking about earlier, but what's so drawing about the story or why the story has such a draw for people is that you can ap- apply it to any anything you're looking at. Right. Like any if you're story or of oppression and modern. Yeah, it, it just yeah, it supports anyone. Um, it's just about beating your opposition, you know, defying your opposition. Uh, hopefully in the name of freedom, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will. There was so. Oh, hold on. I so there's the Chronicon Helveticum too. I forgot to mention this. This is a 
was written in the 1700s. Wait, so when was Gilg Shooty around? I had Gilg down in the 16th century. Maybe there's a few shooties out there. There are. There's quite a few shooties. This is like the <laughs> the Smith of Swiss last names. Um, so I, there might be two shooties that talked about him, but the Chronicon Helveticum was uh, – it's the Swiss Chronicle, and that was another uh, big part. So I guess you know, think about it, 1730s, Chronicon, Chronicon Helveticum, it's – Ramp, it's written down, ramping up popularity, selling you know a bunch of those books, and then this dude, German dude Friedrich von Schiller is like, "Yo, I'll write a opera," and then bam, it's it's all over there. There's the ramp up to popularity for this guy. So um, yeah, super super popular in Switzerland, but it, it's great because there's his story's been retold and translated. You know, Wilhelm was William in German and Guillaume and france he's super well known in across europe thanks to this sort of medieval uh inspiration and just kind of general european influence and but the story really does have these these really deep roots and it it seems like a a thousand thousand years or 500 years before the events the story was being told just with different people and not a crossbow for the most part but some some guy was being oppressed by someone. So he shot an arrow off his kid's head and then killed the guy who was the oppressor afterwards. So, uh, a tale as old as time. Yeah. Dad and the apple. Um, yeah, no. So it, it is, it's really cool. It's, it's really straightforward. I, I'm surprised. Like I hadn't, when I heard William tell, I, I didn't, I didn't immediately connect him to the, the shooting the apple off the head story, but I knew that story too because it's featured in it, probably some cartoon i watched when i was a kid um, sure, yeah. with different characters and stuff like that so again these 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 similar myths just with interchangeable parts for the most part as far as like who's who's in them but uh yeah so in the end william tell very similar to mothman <laughs> um <laughs> extremely They're basically the same thing we should right. probably uh separate these episodes but i know more. i know yeah super popular probably not real but it doesn't matter because you can pretty much see uh, like an entire state dedicated to each one of these uh, icons so <laughs> well cammy thanks so much uh for getting that story that was really great i especially loved the part where you mentioned they specifically got the worst jail cell as i want to know right. what the best jail cell was in medieval switzerland or medieval austria whatever um but thanks everyone uh for for listening in if if you enjoyed the episode, let us know. If you have any topics that you'd like us to cover, just send them to us. Our Facebook group is a pretty good way to do that. Um, but also our Gmail, Mythstory, with an IE at the end, is a really good way to get in touch with us. But I think that covers it, Cami.